Well, hey, it's Kevin Stevenson here on I Don't Care with, yeah, me, Kevin Stevenson, here on Market Scale Radio. Uh, happy to have you with us. Uh, we've got some uh, very interesting guests. We've, we've actually got three guests today. So I think we've set a record for the number of guests on the podcast. So there'll be probably a little bit of chaos, but I think you're used to that here on the show. So uh, we've got three guys that are starting a brand new merger and acquisition firm. It's called M&A Healthcare Advisors. They're in California, so I won't hold that against them, but they're in California. <laughs> so with me today, I've got uh, Mike Moran, Mark Thomas, and Andre Uloa. So guys, welcome to I Don't Care. Thanks for having us. Thank Kevin, you. thanks for having us. Hey, really glad to have you guys. And, and you know, I think it's a really topical discussion. Uh, you know, COVID is, has really amplified mergers and acquisitions, but we were seeing a, a lot certainly beforehand. And, and you guys have a lot of experience in this space. You know, so, so I really want to hear about what you guys have done in your careers. And I, and I want to hear about the new company. So who wants to start? Great. So I, I've been in healthcare M&A, Kevin, for close to eight years now. Um, you know, I actually got my start focusing more on the behavioral health and IDD space, the intellectual development of disability space, essentially uh, providers who offer services to those with varying degrees of developmental disabilities, autism, um, you know, from the behavioral health side, you, I was really geared more towards addiction, but it was a nice blend of behavioral, you know, mental health. But through the years, I, I've evolved into really all, all segments. I mean, we do a lot of deals or I've done a lot of deals and been fortunate enough to do a lot of deals in the home health, the hospice space, mm -hmm. long-term care pharmacy has been great for us, physical therapy even, um, you know, not so much, but on occasion, you know, we do work with facilities and, and nursing homes, assisted living facilities. So portfolio transactions related to that type of, of business model. Uh, and like I said, that's been the, the greater part of the last eight years or so, um, you know, myself, Mark, and Andre, you know, worked together for close to five years. And as far as, you know, the new firm's concerned, you know, it, it was really, really just that time, you know, you kind of outgrow where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, myself, Andre and Mark have a, a terrific synergy, um, you know, the same core values, the same mindset, you know, and, and you know, most importantly, you know, the same vision, right? You know, where we see our company, you know, what, what can we do better? Where do we see this, you know, five, 10 years from now? And, you know, essentially, uh, uh, you know, here we are about a week away from our from our launch. And, you know, like I said, we're very thankful to get in a position to speak to folks like like yourself. Well, that's great. Hey, Andre, tell us, uh, tell my listeners a little bit about, you know, what is the vision for your company uh, going forward? Yeah. So, you know, as Mike mentioned, we're, we're trying to create a, a platform where we're more than someone that's just listing a business on the market. We want to work with our clients, much like an investment banker would, to give them information about the market trends, let them understand, you know, what's happening within their business that could help to improve their value in the market and ultimately get them to a successful outcome. We believe that the way to get there is through high, high touch, high engagement with, uh, with the client, but then also knowing the buyer community and then working through due diligence and working through the purchase and sale agreement or you know, definitive agreements towards the end. So I guess the vision for us is really to be a firm that exists in this space between these bulge bracket banks that won't represent the lower middle market. The deals are just too small. 
And but much more than just somebody that's out there having a listing house and, and putting things up on the on a website and seeing who's going to come after it to, to buy. it. So I think for us, it's uh, it's occupying that space. We believe there's there's a tremendous amount of opportunity and fragmentation in the markets, uh, pharmacy, behavioral health, the home health services, private duty and hospice. And uh, and that's going to be our focus. And really trying to go, you know, a mile deep and, you know, not not too wide in terms of our industry representation of healthcare, but really go very deep in terms of understanding and being experts in those segments. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And obviously, you know, as I said, COVID is is pushing a lot of these deals along. So, you know, I, I noticed something in, in the information that you sent. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about the importance of, of having that sell side representation. Mark, is that something you want to take? Yeah, I'm sure uh, I can handle that, but Mike and Andre, feel free to step in. Uh, when you have a sell side advisor, so when we're working with healthcare owners and operators, they typically birth their, their comp companies out of an abundance of compassion and care for those patients. And while they may be skilled at caring for patients, they may not have that, mm -hmm. uh, that understanding of what goes into a transaction. And so having that advisor available, ready to guide them through that process to foresee roadblocks and ideally navigate around those uh, is vital. Um, and so we focus on sell-side representation for that very purpose. We wanna come alongside those healthcare owners and operators that do care for their patients well, but need that assistance, guidance, management, deal process manager uh, that can get them to that next stage of their career, whether that's retirement, whether that's transitioning to a a new stage of their company or even transitioning out of the industry. Okay. okay. Kevin, we kind of, you know, compare it to at, at, at times internally, like going to court without an attorney, you know, obviously this is our, yeah. you know, this is our, this is what we do. This is our livelihood. You know, obviously we want a chance to speak to everyone and every, anybody who we think, mm -hmm. um, you know, could utilize and, and, you know, really benefit from our services. Uh, but even if it's if it's not us, you want somebody in your corner to guide you through this process. I mean, most of our clients, right? They're selling a business once. We work with a lot of retirees, you know, people candidly who you know may want to get out of healthcare, mm -hmm. um, you know, other you know larger companies that you know may want a partnership, a financial partnership to help with resources clinically, you know, obviously financially, um, you know, from a human resource standpoint. But no, no matter the situation, you're certainly going to want an ally. You're certainly going to want some kind of advisor, advisor in your in your corner to guide you through the beginnings and to the ends of the of the process. Sure, you know I liken it to somebody trying to sell their house themselves without a realtor. I mean, right? You yeah. might make a little bit more money on the transaction, but uh, yeah, you probably won't because you don't know all of the nuances and the pitfalls that might come in there. So. Right. Uh, so Much Andre, talk a little bit about, you know, current industry activity. You know, we, I keep going back to COVID because, uh, you know, we're mired in that for you know, going on our 20th month, but uh, talk about some of the, you know, some of the reasoning behind uh, the divestiture of some of these smaller healthcare businesses. Yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's usually a, a motivation to get capital. That's, that's really the, at the end of the day, right? And so yeah. in some respects, we see it that someone's put their life work into these businesses. And we have a lot of founders who have been there for 30 years and it's time to move on. A lot mm -hmm. of generational businesses. So we have to help with the transition of that second or third generation into uh, a new position as you know, CEO of the company. 
in a lot of the deals we've done recently, we've, we've seen a lot of financial investment. And so there's been these investors who want to maintain management teams and the ownership will maintain some form of rollover equity mm -hmm. and they'll stay involved. They'll be able to take a bite of the apple to get the capital out, take some chips off the table, but then ultimately they can stay on board to run the business uh, into the future. And that might mean for some investors, that might mean five years uh, until they do another rollout, or it might mean uh, you know, into perpetuity. There's some evergreen type investors who, uh, who wanna buy and hold. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's what we've seen a lot of in recent years. And I think that's where our services have really become so beneficial to these clients is that the private equity uh, funds that may, may, maybe hadn't played in this space before are coming down lower, looking for these add-ons uh, to, to roll into their portfolio. And we can be there. You know, these are savvy, shrewd investors. And you've got operators who are experts at their business, but don't really know much about the institutional markets and how they operate. And so I think in that regard, that's what that's what we're seeing. We're seeing folks that are like, look, I, 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 I want to stay in, um, but I don't want to deal with a lot of the minutia that I'm dealing with or the administrative aspects of what I'm dealing with. And there's a lot of challenges with regulatory aspects of the business. Mm -hmm. I wish someone else could handle that. And I could do what I do great, which is patient care or marketing mm -hmm. or, or those aspects of the business. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, th I think it's just a matter of uh, getting capital for our people ultimately. And a lot of what we're seeing is founder operated businesses where they, they kind of love what they do, but they are ready to take the next step and, you know, either, either move on or, or recapitalize and, and stay involved uh, on a different, you know, a different capacity. Sure. Well, and you answered the question that I was going to ask. So thanks for that. You stole my thunder. Uh, I was wondering <laughs> how many of your transactions, uh, you know, in the past and how many do you, you know, really see going forward that, that end up retaining that original owner. And, and so, uh, that I was I was very curious about that. So yeah. Thanks for touching on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say I, I, mean, I think these you can jump in here, guys, on this. I mean, I would say at this point, I'm we're seeing about I, I, I'd say well, before it was maybe 20 percent of the transactions. The owner would stay involved. I'd see it's more closer to 50 50. Yeah. You yeah, took the agreed. words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Completely yeah. agreed. And, you know, there's this image of of private equity. Kevin, that's out there. And I'd say more recently that, that, that it's all bad, right? Like a private equity firm is going to right. come in, acquire, you know, cut everything to make the company mm -hmm. as profitable as can be. And, and I can tell you, you know, some folks, especially some that we've met recently and, and been uh, lucky enough to do deals with recently, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like these are operators. These are people that get healthcare. These are people that most importantly understand the importance of of ownership of the staff you know and how pivotal that is to um securing the the acquisition right and 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 securing it for you know for, for, for years to come yeah you you've touched on the topic that that we run into uh here in central texas is just you know uh various businesses whether whether it's you know the spaces that you're in or physician practices or whatever they're just having difficulty accessing capital and, right. and again, particularly during you know the pandemic right now with, with so many uh, so many funding sources becoming a lot tighter, uh, you know that's why you know we've been on a pretty steep uh, growth curve as far as uh, acquiring physician practices. 
here locally mm. just because you know the physicians are tired of having to deal with the business but moreover they're they're tired of trying to get capital and being turned down mm-hmm. interesting so. yeah look it's not a segment we've historically worked within but uh you know maybe it's something we need to explore yeah <laughs> much uh much further well, yeah, yeah and, and, and you know, I'm obviously a, a lot more physi- uh, familiar with the physician side. And, and while capital is one aspect of it, you know, we found most younger physicians just want to be employed. And, and many of the physicians that are approaching retirement age just want to offload call. And so by, by joining a, a hospital or a health system, they're able to do that and spread that call among, you know, other partners. So. But, but I digress, that's getting into my space. We want to stay in your space. So, <laughs> so um, you know, one thing that, you know, the, that you brought up, you know, that these are smaller, oftentimes multi-generational businesses. So I would imagine that a fair amount of your efforts go into, frankly, the emotional side of the sale, am I right? Unequivocally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a part of... Uh, <laughs> therapist is is often often used uh, yeah. internally here i guess now i just broadcasted it to the world but but a- absolutely i mean it's it's being that you know that ear you know that voice of of you know sharing with our clients what's going right in the process you know what's mm-hmm. going what's not going right in the process making sure we're extremely proactive making sure we're there you know we're their chief advocate i mean i you know i can tell you you know, weekends, early mornings, you know, nights, you know, listening to our clients, um, you know, having those phone calls regularly, you know, to ensure they feel good about about what's going on. But yeah, you yeah. definitely nailed it on the head there for sure. Well, I would think so. And, and I can't imagine, you know, also a therapist, but, but I'm sure at times, almost like a trust attorney, whenever you get in that multi-generational focus, because I'm sure you've never run into issues where, you know, one, one child wants to sell and other children don't want to sell. So, so yeah. talk to me a little bit about how do you navigate something like that? You know, you're a mediator in effect. Yeah, you, you, it's really a matter of um, wanting, getting the, the clients to tell us what the individually they want, mm-hmm. as opposed to having them all together and saying, well, I want whatever's best for you know, my son, oh, I want whatever's best for dad. And, you know, you have to say, okay, look, there is a way of approaching what everyone wants, but we have to be clear about what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. And I think those are, uh, you know, those are the difficult waters to navigate through. Uh, And those are the functional family businesses. Um, (laughs) You know, the ones that that aren't (laughs) as functional, uh, they're, they don't communicate. And so it really comes down to communication mm-hmm. and ultimately they have to understand that we're here to help them and that we really care about them, which is what I think shines through pretty quickly in the process. Uh, we've had many attorneys and CPAs and third party uh, representatives on deals that have come to us and got, you know, said, hey, I've worked with folks in your capacity in the past with brokers, with, with advisors. We've never seen anyone do what you guys mm-hmm. do. Um, and it's because we, you know, we listen, we respond and, uh, and we're there from them morning to night, you know, seven days, 24 hours a day. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, that, that's really the thing. So how do you get through those, those waters? Uh, it, each case is a little different, but you really have to understand that, uh, that ultimately these people love each other, um, mm-hmm. and that money can muck up a lot of things. And so you start to say, Hey, let's move the money out of the way for a second. 
and let's talk about what it is that you're ex you're expecting here for for yourselves and then let's focus in on making that happen for the group yeah you're, you know you pull the money out you start talking about quality of life and, and you know i'm sure you do a lot of a lot of discussions about legacy building too uh so uh yeah that, that's interesting mark you're gonna say yeah something. i was gonna add to that um it's important to acknowledge the history of the business too we've worked with owners that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years, right? Their entire career has been dedicated to building this business and whether that's transitioning it to their children, whatever family member is stepping in or new ownership, you have to acknowledge that their life, you know, we often call our businesses, our babies, their babies being transitioned into yeah. new hands. And it's about making sure that they're comfortable with that transition. It's about setting expectations and it's about understanding what is each individual's expectations in the process? Because a mother's expectation to the son may be very different. And getting that on the table is important to uh, have before the actual transition transaction mm -hmm. comes. Yeah, you've got you've got your your past clients that, that you've worked with, and now you're building a new company. Uh, tell me a little bit. How are you going to go about uh, acquiring new clients? You know, that's always difficult for new companies, but you got a little built-in expertise there, but you know you're a new group. Yeah, uh, so so how's it, how's that going to work for you? This is a perfect question for Mark. Yeah, so uh, just, just going to tell Mark. <laughs> don't, give Mark. don't give him too much of Don't give him too much of the secret sauce. Okay. Make? Yeah. Do we have yeah. an NDA signed? Right. I'll give you a few <laughs> ingredients, but I'll keep uh, them all to myself. Yeah, Zach will bleep them out. So. <laughs> Uh, it's a great question. I mean, part of the reason we're here is to share the word that uh, right. an, ex an expert advisory service is here to guide those that don't know how to go through the process. Yeah. Uh, we're attentive, we're available. We are nationwide, although we're located in California, we do represent sellers across the entire nation. That's important to say. Uh, but uh, I'll lean on our, our recent transactions. If you visit our website, and we can maybe plug that later in the episode, oh, mahealthcareadvisors.com. Uh, you'll see that that we have a variety of transactions that have happened in the past four years. I want to say it's 50 plus. And so I think that speaks for itself in a lot of ways. Uh, we look to also lead with a lot of helpful content. Uh, not only if you are looking at a transaction in the next six months, maybe if it's even six years in the future, we want to be a benefit to you. How do you best prepare your business for sale? How do you best arrange your financials, your, your staff? How do you ensure that proper management is in place? So we wanna be a resource to the community. We wanna be available for those that are a decade away, five years away, or five weeks away. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the traveling is of importance as well. You know, our, our presence in conferences, like every year, Kevin, we kick off the year with uh, the JP Morgan conference, although and in San Francisco, we, we unfortunately haven't been able to do so because of COVID, but we are ready to do so this year in early January. There are probably five or six others, maybe even uh, several more this year that we'll get to. And, you know, getting in front of people, you know, obviously shaking hands, you know, word of mouth from those that have had uh, past experiences with us. So, you know, a steady dose of, of all of that, in, in addition to what Mark has been doing behind the scenes is, is, is really what I think is going to get us in front of the right people. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's interesting thing, Kevin, I don't mean to but, you know, the thing about this type of work, just like anyone that's in a management capacity, it's really all about sales. And, you know, the ability that we care about what we do, that comes through in, you know, when we pitch and when we talk about how we can assist people. But ultimately, you know, you have to be willing to do some of the grunt work. And I, I worked at firms where no one was willing to get on the phones 
or, you know, or really get in front of people uh, that were cold leads. Um, you have to be willing to do that kind of that kind of work, too. And so, I mean, everything is everything's on the table. We have many arrows in our quiver. Fortunately, with Mark, we're able to utilize best practices with regards to inbound marketing and and all that. And, and you know, frankly, with healthcare, one of the great things about it is it's all homegrown. So there's and there's it's so fragmented in the spaces that we're in that there's so much opportunity for us to find uh, those those sell side engagements. Yeah. Um, and, and we've been very fortunate. I mean, we've, we've done a good job of being beating out our competitors and being able to get, you know, the, the right people. And I think it's because we, we put a lot of good content out there as well. Right. So. Well, in reading your website and looking at some of your testimonials and yeah, you know, what, what really jumped out at me on, I can't remember which one of you guys, but, but your, your client said, Hey, met you back in 2017, you stayed in touch. And we were, when we were ready to sell, you were the only people that we called. And so to me, that shows that you guys have a lot of perseverance and patience and that's what it takes. And right. So, you know, that, yeah. And, and I, I see, I see that in your, in your high touch approach as being incredibly uh, positive for you guys coming out of the gate. No question. And, and Andre, I don't know if that, I think that might've been, been you, but um, yeah. if I may, Kevin, look, it'd be silly for us to sell somebody on selling their business, right? Like it's, it's such an, it's such a, an internal decision, right? It's, it's, it's such an emotional decision, right? I mean, there, there's partners, there, there's family members. Our, our goal or our hope is obviously at the right time, right? We get that opportunity to, mm -hmm. to work with these folks. So in the, in the midst of all that, I mean, it, it happens regularly. Like, you know, that example in 2017, you know, we're checking in, but we're also getting calls from these folks as well, you know, kind of mm -hmm. steering them in the right direction. So when they do come to that decision on their own, right, it's it's something that they're very, very well prepared for. And obviously our hope at that point is that we're we're hired to, you know, sure. take them through the process. Yeah. Sure. And, and I would say, I mean, it sounds like a platitude, uh, but really the most important word in our firm is trust. And the fact that, you know, we obviously manage a process with trust to the point where someone will come to us and give us very sensitive information about what's happening with them or, you know, with their right. business or, you know, something they're going through. So that echoes in terms of the process, but in terms of the marketing, it's about trust as well. I mean, we don't want to just tell people what they want to hear. Uh, we, we challenge right. our clients in many respects. We say, look, you know, we, we want you to know this is not going to be, it, it, look, sometimes it's easy, but usually not. <laughs> and in order for us to get through this, we're going to need to be very open about all the information you have. And in particular, like, don't, don't hide anything from, we're not going to hide anything from you. Don't hide anything from us. And we're not going to tell somebody that their business is worth 10 X when right. we know it's three or four X. Yeah. And, and so, you know, those are the types of things that, that really that's the crux of it. And then it becomes word of mouth at that point. Once you make someone um, feel as though, you, uh, th this service was exceptional and it filled them with this feeling of these guys have integrity. These guys know how to get it done. Um, then that's, that's really the marketing. It's, it's really the referrals, the, the word of mouth yeah. that, that, that for us has been probably our, our key source over the last three years. Okay. Yeah. Well, very cool. So in the last few minutes, you know, closing comments and I'll go around the, I'll go around the room, Mike. Uh, closing comments. Well, first, Oh, I'll say uh, in closing, thank you very much, Kevin, for 
for the opportunity. Um, you know, I don't know uh, what other opportunity exists down the line, but, you know, certainly would hope we, we stay connected. Yeah. Um, you know, thank you again for, for having us. I guess, I guess I would just say for any of your listeners, you know, contemplating a sale or, uh, oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't mention this. We also do, you know, M&A consulting um, and uh, expert valuation services, you know, so let, let's say somebody is, is looking to acquire another business and they want someone with experience looking into that, you know, we may, we, we may potentially consult with this person. As far as our expert valuation services are concerned, you know, sometimes there are partnership disputes or, you know, someone just wants to get an idea of what their, their company's worth, you know, at, at a given moment mm-hmm. in time, you know, so we, we also, uh, you know, work with folks in that, in, 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 in that regard as well. But in closing, I would just say, if anyone listening is looking to sell their business, we'd love an opportunity to speak with you. In closing, again, thank you, Kevin, for having us. Uh, To Mike's point, uh, if anyone is curious about what their company is worth, no matter how far away they are from a possible sale or transition, we do offer a preliminary valuation over the phone for, for it's complimentary. So it's, it's free and it can be done in as little as 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, Now we'd of course love a longer opportunity to get to know the business owner, uh, their context, their service type, the the industry, of course. Um, but we, like I said earlier, we look to be a resource. If if that is evaluation, if that is how to best prepare your business, if that is to understand the market and what's going on nationally, uh, we're going to be a, a resource in that way. So uh, if that's signing up for our email newsletter, if that's visiting our website, we highly encourage that and look forward to to working with a variety of owners in the near future. Excellent. Well, Andre, we're just glad we got you back. So final, yeah, thanks. Closing, closing comments. I would say <laughs> that the, uh, you know, options are, uh, are power. We really believe that, you know, getting multiple offers will drive, you know, higher valuations. Um, we believe that goes with representation as well. And that, uh, you know, we don't need you to pick us. Uh, we believe we're the best choice uh, for lower middle market healthcare, you know, healthcare services businesses. But um, but you need this type of advisory service in this market as it exists today, especially if you're trying to you know create a nuanced outcome uh, for you or your family. And uh, so we uh, we just hope uh, as we get in front of folks uh, in this launch uh, that we get an opportunity to to talk to them and, and talk to them about what we can do and and how we can uh, best serve them and, and the healthcare community. That sounds great. Okay, Mark, I'm going to give you the chance to give the uh, the website and. Uh... You mentioned a, a newsletter that people can uh, sign up for. Absolutely. So you can visit us at www.mahealthcareadvisors.com and advisors is spelled with an O. And right at the top, there's a contact us. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up to receive listings if there's segments that buyers are interested in. And then, of course, you can navigate to the blog for more information on preliminary valuation, uh, market uh, market assessment, blog posts, and that type of stuff. Okay, that's great. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed hearing more about, you know, what you guys have done, and I'm really excited for you guys going into the future. Good luck to you. I, I have no doubt that you're going to be very successful. So today we've had Mike Moran, Mark Thomas, and Andre Ulola. Ulola, I'm sorry, Andre. Even <laughs> as healthcare it's advisors, I'm sure you don't get that ever. Yeah. Never. Yeah, never. <laughs> so uh, you know. We've got another I don't care in the can. Uh, We're uh, really pleased to have you with us yet again today. Uh, You can catch us 
typically every Friday the uh, podcast drops. And then after that, uh, you can download us on Spotify or iTunes. Look up I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson, Market Scale Radio. And I'll end today's podcast like I always do. If you haven't subscribed yet, why haven't you? This is Kevin Stevenson. We'll see you next week. Thanks.